Well, today we're going to continue. Uh, we're going to continue a series that we started last week called Right on the Money. And uh, this series is going to help us with getting our money right. Now, in the three years that I've been your pastor, I have yet to take a, uh, a specific amount of time to teach on the area of giving. And uh, for some people, giving, they think, man, when the pastor starts talking about giving, they start getting a little squirmy because they think the church is after their money. And it's just, it's just not true. Uh, but, but last week, you told me that you want a pastor that teaches you what the Bible says. And that you want me, that you would never want me to not teach you what the Bible says to help you in your marriage. You would never want me to skip over teaching you on how to be a better parent. You would never want me to skip over portions of scripture that, that help you become victorious over life's challenges. You would never want me to do that. And likewise, I don't think you would ever want me to skip over a topic in the Bible that is mentioned far more than any other topic, and that is, has to deal with our money. And so, so we're, in this series, we're going to be discussing generosity. Last week when we started, uh, we, 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 we discovered that God is not after your money. What's he after? He's after your heart. He's after your heart. For, the scripture says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. God wants your heart. He doesn't, listen, like the streets of gold in heaven, they're not unfinished. Like, like, like God's kingdom, it's not, it's not undone. He doesn't need your money, but he wants your heart. Where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Now I know uh, some people would say, uh, maybe, maybe you're new to the faith, maybe this is new to you, and some would say, well, pastor, I know I, I, I know I should give. I know on Sundays, you know, uh, those New Life uh, Usher team, they pass that bucket, and I see people give, and, and, and I, I, so I know I should give, and I know that it's the giving of the people in the church that uh, help sustain the life of the church, because obviously the lights are on, we worship in a sanctuary, and we, we have, all, we have that, those kinds of needs, so obviously it's the giving that supports the ministry of the church. And I know I read in the Bible how Jesus' ministry was funded to the point he had a treasurer for his, the income of his ministry. I know I should give, but I've never really even known how much. So the bucket comes by, and I might drop a 20 in there, but, but does 20 bucks really fund the ministry of the church? I don't know how much to give, and, and that's okay, uh, because in three years I've maybe not taught you what giving is. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to specifically talk about something the Scripture calls the tithe. The tithe. The tithe is a biblical principle of giving. And it, listen, can I just, let's just, let's cut the tension. <laughs> if there's tension in the room, I'm like, oh my gosh, pastor's talking on giving, he wants my money. Let's just cut the tension. Listen, I, I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. Because the Bible is the best way to live. It's the way to live blessed. And so if you would just open up your heart, I'm not reaching into your wallet. I want to reach into your heart today and let God speak to you. So let's just, let's just do that together. And so we're going to talk on the tithe. The word tithe means a tenth. 
or one-tenth, or 0.10, or 10%. 10%. So the biblical principle of giving is 10% of our full income, okay? That is what 10% is. So how much do we give? Now, so many faithful people in our church give 10% of their full income, and they give it to the Lord. And this is a biblical principle that I have applied in my life since I was a young man, 18 years old, maybe younger. I have been tithing regularly 10%, and we just, we just make our lives fit around the 90 and so today I want to, uh, how many of you would like to get paid today? You would love that, wouldn't you? I mean, if your hand's not up, you are lying. <laughs> well, let's, let's take a quick poll today. Let's take a quick poll. How many of you uh, get paid once a month? Raise your hand. You get paid once a month. Okay. Uh, how many of you get paid bi-weekly, which is typically twice a month? Okay. Uh, I'm paid bi-weekly. How many of you get paid every week? get paid every week. Awesome. Look at that. And, uh, and how many of you just want to get paid? <laughs> Hello. All right. Yeah. Two hands. Just want to get paid. Well, today, today we're going to get paid. Something in me thought you'd be a little bit more excited about that. <laughs> today we're going to get paid. Let's go. Let's get paid today. So the harvest is in. We are going to gather the harvest today. Come on, and uh, we're going to get fed. We're going to receive a harvest. We're going to get paid. So I have four guys that are going to help me. They're going to help. They'll go ahead, and we're going to bring in the harvest right now. And so they're, they're going to go ahead and bring in our payday. They're going to bring in our harvest. And then what we're going to do is we're going to tithe from the harvest. So we got, we got all kinds of goods today. Uh, as we bring in the harvest, the first thing we have is we have some tomatoes. How many of you like tomatoes? We got some tomatoes. And so uh, also today we're going to have some green beans and some, uh, some Campbell's. Uh, what else are we getting? Oh, we, you you got to get some Frito-Lays when you're at the store. You know, you just, you got to get some chips. And, uh, and, and then we also have some, we have some North Carolina sweet potatoes. I feel like when you say sweet potato, you have to say sweet potato. It's just me. I just feel like you have to do that. And so, so here come our North Carolina sweet potatoes. We're getting paid, guys. We're getting paid today. After 21 days of fasting and prayer, this is, this is a great way to get paid. All right, so, so now, now these guys are going to help me. Uh, let's, let's start with the tomatoes here uh, down front right here. If, if you four would come help unload these tomatoes. And, and what we're going to do is we have... We have 10 cases of these tomatoes. And so if we're going to give 10% of these tomatoes, how many cases go to the Lord's table? One, that's right. This would be a tenth of our tomatoes. What, 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 are, what kind of are these? I'm interested here. Uh, it's a, a harvest pasta sauce. Okay, so there's our, there's our tithe, and here is the rest of our tomatoes here, which were almost done with. These guys are getting their work out. Can we? Come on. Cheer them on. They're, they're working hard today. And, uh, and next we have, we have 10 flats of green beans. Okay. I, I've tried to make this really easy for my, my math skills here. Okay. If we have 10 flats of green beans and we're going to give 10% as a tithe, how many flats of green beans are going to go to the Lord's table? 
Hey, you're doing an awesome job. So I'm going to take one flat of green potato. Come on, green, green beans. I'm getting all my vegetables names confused here. All right, so there is our uh, green beans. And then, and then we have these, this Campbell's, what is this, cream of chicken. And guess what? We have 10 of them. So how many go to the Lord's table? Help me. All right, one to the Lord's table. There we go. And you, you guys are doing a fantastic job, by the way. I love it. Okay, uh, uh, Santitas, is that how you say this? Tortilla chips, okay, we have some tortilla chips in here, and guess how many are in a box? If you said 10, you would be correct, so we're going to take our tithe, and we're going to take it to the Lord's table, and I need a tithe from each case of our, of our tortilla chips. Man, I've not had a tortilla chip in 21 days. I'm not going to open it, because this... This is the Lord's. Okay. All right. Uh, I, need, I need my tithe out of here. So sorry. Okay. All right. And, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, our North Carolina sweet potatoes. Oh, yes. Lord, we have 20 boxes of sweet potatoes, everybody. So how many go to the Lord's table? Two. Okay. We, they're going faster than I can. My, I love it when my income's coming in faster than I can tithe it. Um, it's very rare. But here we go. So here is my, my Cheeto tithe. Come on, somebody. If you got a Cheeto tithe on your budget, you're doing all right. Okay. I need, I need my Cheeto tithe from this box. I need my Cheeto tithe. Cheeto tithe. Oh, that's funny. All right, yeah, we got all of our sweet potatoes tithe, and they are doing well. Let's stack it high. Let it fly. There we go. There is our North Carolina sweet potatoes. I could use a sweet potato with, you know, with that cinnamon butter from Texas Roadhouse on your sweet potato. You ever do that? If you don't do that, go to Texas Roadhouse, get you a steak, sweet potato, and have them bring out that cinnamon butter from your roll. Put it on that sweet potato. You will thank me. You will thank me. Okay, there's our Cheeto tithe right there. And uh, there we go. Is that... I think that's everything. We are looking good. We are, we are full. The table's full. Uh, we, our table's overflowing over here. We have tithed to the Lord. We're all set. We got paid, everybody. All right. There you have it. There you have it. So there's the 90%. I don't know why I'm out of breath. I didn't lift anything. Jeff's over there chugging water. His heart rate's up. And uh, so we, we've given our 10% to the Lord and, uh, and this is our, our 90%. Do you know, what do you notice about these two tables? Let me ask you a question. Which table is the table that is plentiful? Our table. This is just the tithe. This is just the tithe. Watch what the scripture says about the tithe in Malachi chapter 3. Watch this. It says, First it says, I, the Lord, do not change. Okay, let me ask you something. Did he say that because he was different that day than he was the day before? Okay. And when he said he doesn't change, did he say that because he'd be different today? No. I, the Lord, do not change. That's how he prefaces this so, he, so we know that what he's talking about then 
It's still what he's talking about when? Right now. And so he says, I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, the Lord says, and I will return to you. Okay? Well, says the Lord Almighty. And he goes on, he says, but you ask, well, how are we to return? And the Lord says, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? And the Lord says, in tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Watch what God says. Test me in this. God tells us, test me. In other words, I dare you to trust me. Test me, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be no room on the table of the stage in New Life Church to store it all. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord. And the people say, how in the world are we robbing from you, God? And God says, in tithes and offerings. Let me ask you a question. If this is your table, and if this is the Lord's table, which table are you going to eat from? Your table is plentiful. And if this were my plentiful table, and this the Lord's, and if I were to get hungry and say, "Mm, I want to keep that back, (laughs) and choose to eat from the Lord's table, can you see now why the Lord would say, you're robbing from me? You're robbing from me. Look at your table, son and daughter. Look at your table. How dare you eat from mine? But we look at this table and we say, well, that's mine. That's mine. And that becomes the problem when we think that that's ours. I feel like it would be different if God was an angry God. He said, this is mine. That's yours. And we say, but God, you have so much. Can I just get a little bit? No, no, God says, no, just give the tithe to the storehouse, and I will bless your table so much so that you won't have room enough to store it. So what table are you eating from? If you're eating from this table, the Lord, the Lord would say, you're stealing from me. You're robbing me. And yet we do this when we eat the tithe. And then we get in real bad trouble (laughs) when we eat the tithe and then we eat all of ours. And we say, I don't know why I'm having money problems. So we got to live off the 90 and give the 10. And the Lord says, I will make sure that table is always full. If you bring this to my house, this will be your house. I don't know about you, but when I see this, I say, what? That's my table. That's my table. 
It makes me go, thank you, God. And I kind of look at this and say, I don't know about you, but I kind of go, I'm kind of like, <laughs> right? I, I want to give more because I'm like, that's how we're changing the world, and that's my table. So tithe, the tithe, 10%. The first thing I want you to know today is that tithing is a test. Tithing is a test. The number 10 in the Bible is the number of testing. It's the number of testing. 10 in the Bible, if you remember, God was testing Pharaoh's heart with 10 plagues. And there's going to be a rhythm to this. And so I want you to help me. How many plagues were there in Egypt? 10. Okay, there's going to be a rhythm. So I'm going to ask, and then you, you, I think you'll know the answer. You'll, you'll, you'll see here in a moment. Um, how many commandments are there? 10. Let's try that again. How many commandments are there? 10. Ten. Very good. Um, how many uh, uh, the, you may not know the answer to this, but how many times were the Israelites tested in the wilderness? I want you to do a little bit better than that. How many times were the, were the Israelites tested in the wilderness? Ten. Good job. Uh, Jacob's wages were changed how many times? Ten. Daniel was tested for how many days? How many virgins were tested in Matthew 25? How many days of testing in the book of Revelation? How many disciples of Jesus were there? There were 12. There were 12. I was just testing you. I was just, just testing you there. Tithing is a test. Here's the test. When I get paid, who am I going to thank for my income? And, and the way I'm going to thank God for my income is I'm going to take the first fruits and I'm going to give a tenth of what he has given me and I'm going to give it to him. It is a test of, of my thankfulness and gratitude for my income. I will tell you very honestly that I have, I've never made more than a modest income. There have even been times that to be in ministry, I worked three jobs. And, and you better believe that I could have justified not tithing. But on payday, I had a, you see, it's just perspective. My perspective on payday was, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Who are you going to thank for your income? It's, it's who you pay first. So some of us, we say, I want, to, I want to give. Most people want to give. But by the time it comes time to give, there's nothing left on their table to give because we didn't give first. And so some of us, when we get paid, we thank Visa first. We thank Freedom Mortgage first. We think Duke Electric first, and we think of ourselves first. And so for Jenny and I, we have always made it a principle of ours to believe that we believe in the principle of the tithe so much. I'm not rich. Listen to me. I am not a rich man because I tithe. 
I am wealthy because I tithe. I don't have a lot of money, but I believe all my money is blessed. And I'm just storing up treasure in heaven. My time on earth is this big, y'all. Is yours and yours is too. That's my guess. My guess is your time on earth is this big. And my investment is in heaven, not here. And so we have made a principle of ours to set up even automated giving. So, for instance, sometimes uh, maybe you, you can do online banking with your particular bank. And years ago, we, would just, we just told our online bank that on these Fridays, actually I used to get paid on Thursday years ago, on these Thursdays, and I would map them out, that on this Thursday, this amount, mail a check to my church. And the bank would do it for me. So I would get a direct deposit from my workplace, and the tithe check was on its way. And I just said, I, w- I refuse to not thank God first. And because I know how busy and, and complex life can get, I would just make the predetermined decision that I will tithe. Because years ago, I used to, I used to like handwrite my check tithe, <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh shoot, I need to write an $800 check because I have not tithed in a while because, because I forget to take my, che- my checkbook, and, and then I, but I always had it on my budget. I used to have graph paper budget lines. And I'd do my budget on graph paper, and all I, could, I, I saw the tithe building up. I was like, I need to write that check. And, I, and, then, and then God convicted my heart. That's not first fruits. I said, well, you are right about that. And so, so now even we have easier ways with our online giving platform at New Life to automate giving. Now, whether you automate it, whether you write a check, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not trying to, to say one way is right or another, but the question is, is who are you going to thank for this table? And, we, and the, the, every time we get paid, it's a test of who we're going to thank. But it's a two-way test, isn't it? God said, there's, there's nowhere else in the Bible that God says, test me in that. Test me in that. But God says, test me. If you thank me, test me in this, and I will bless you. Now, we said it last week, we do not give to get. I'm not trying to instill in you the spirit of getting, the spirit of giving. We don't give to get. But God says, but if you test me in this, you test me, I will see to it that I'll open up the, the floodgates of heaven on your life. And I'm not, I'm not rich. I don't have a big bank account because I tithe. But I will tell you, I, I don't think I could even know all the ways that God has blessed my life, all the ways he's probably kept my family healthy, all the ways he's protected me and my boys and my wife because I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And if you don't believe you're blessed, just look at your table for a little bit. Like that, that's a blessing. Look at the Lord's table. That's what we gave. And that's what we get. That's a blessing in itself. Tithing is a test. And I will always believe that 90% with God's blessing is far better than 100% without it. And I actually think the, the, the topic of tithing is is particularly tied to trust. To not tithe, I believe, is to not trust God, but to trust yourself. To not tithe, I think, means this. I could do better with 10% than God can. I mean, I can't do anything better than God can, except my money. I can do my money better than God can. 
And so I'm not going to tithe because I could do better with the 10% than he. But instead, I, I actually trust and believe that God can do far better with my 10% than I ever could. I'd rather live on 90% blessed than 100% cursed. The second thing is that tithing is biblical. Now, if you're not tithing, I'm not telling you that you're a bad person, okay? You're not a bad person if you don't tithe because some people really don't believe what the Bible says about tithing or they don't believe that it's for today. Some people even think, well, I don't tithe but I give my time to the church. And that's wonderful. We all should. But the Bible does not ever back up the claim to not tithe, but give your time. Uh, And and actually, uh, the Bible has a lot to say about serving. But serving and how we manage our money, these these are two separate categories. And we shouldn't try to merge those two categories together. Now, now, obviously, are there some outlying factors that we could, we could draw up and talk about and say, well, what about the person that has an income of zero? What about the person that is, is deeply, deeply poor? You know, there, there's always outlying factors, but you're going to allow an outlying factor to prevent you from being obedient? Because we see time and time again in Scripture that what moves the heart of God is not amount but his heart. When Jesus was in the temple, where was he standing? It says he was watching people give in the offering. And he was watching people give large amounts. And he wasn't even impressed. But then he watched a poor widow give two mites, less than a penny in our value. But it was all she had. And it moved the heart of God. And he said, that is what giving is. So it's not about amount. It's about heart. If you want to draw up scenarios of why maybe somebody else couldn't give, don't allow that to be your stumbling block. Tithing is biblical. And some would even say, well, tithing is Old Testament law, but today we live under grace. And if that's the case, well then, under the New Testament, I think we should just give it all. If, the, if, the, if, we're, if, we're, if that's what we're saying, the, the, the early church, they sold all they had and brought it to the feet of the, of the apostles. And I don't think that's what you're signing up for. And, 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 and never have I met somebody, in all my years of 15 years of ministry, have I met somebody that's, that, that doesn't believe in the tithe, because they want to give more. No one, ever, no one has ever come to me and say, Pastor, I believe the tithe is the Old Testament, and under the New Testament, you live under grace. I'm going to say, great, do you give 10% or more? Well, they're not even giving 10%. So, so that argument doesn't work for me. But also, it doesn't work for the Bible. Now watch this. In Genesis chapter 14, this is what it says. It says, then Mel- Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high, and he blessed Abram, saying, blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God most high who delivered your enemies into your hand. And then Abram 
gave a tenth of everything. What's a tenth? It's a tithe. He gives a tithe of everything. Now let me ask you. This is Genesis chapter 14. What chapter in Genesis does God institute the law of the Old Testament? Genesis 15. The next chapter, God establishes his covenant, the law of the Old Testament with Abraham. So this principle of tithing, when people say tithing is an Old Testament principle, we're not under law, we're under grace. But tithing biblically precedes the law. Before the law ever was, there was tithe. Let's look at some other scripture. Leviticus chapter 20, uh, let's go to Genesis 29. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I'm taking and will give me food and clothes to wear so that I will return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house and all that you give me, I will give, say it, a tenth, which is a tithe. Leviticus 27, 34, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to who? Belongs to the Lord. It is holy unto the Lord. Now let me ask you a question. Because again, I understand. You might see it and say, but that's still Old Testament. And I know that tithe preceded the law, but it's still Old Testament. Well, I have one more question for you. If Jesus himself told you to tithe, would you do it? Would you do it? I hope you would. Let me show you the verse. Matthew 23, 23. It says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth, not just of your income, You give a a tenth of your spices, of mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected something more important. You've neglected the more importance of the law, which is justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Watch what Jesus says here. You should have practiced the latter. So in other words, what he's telling these religious leaders, he's saying, I would rather you practice mercy, justice, and faithfulness than tithe. Like you should have, no, he should have done that. You should always do those three things. But watch what he says. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You should practice justice, mercy, and faithfulness without neglecting the tithe. So in other words, Jesus is looking at these religious leaders. He's saying, you tithe but you're mean. (laughs) You tithe, but you're harsh with people. You tithe, but you have inconsistent character. You should have better character at the same time not neglecting the tithe. Jesus tells us to tithe. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 8, this is what it says. In one case, the tenth is collected by people who die, 
but in the other case, by him who was declared to be living. So in other words, when you give to your local church, humans collect the money, humans collect the tithe, humans take care of it, humans manage it, but Jesus receives my tithe. Jesus receives my tithe. And so when you give, you're not giving necessarily just to the, the, the framework of, of, of our financial budget, although that is, that is where it goes, and that's where it is used. But it's, be, it's bigger than that when you give. Our ushers may collect it. It may be given online. But Jesus receives your tithe. Jesus receives our tithe. So tithing is a test. Tithing is biblical. And third, tithing is a blessing. Tithing is a blessing. A tither, someone that is faithful in giving the tithe, always says, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. A non-tither typically says, can't afford to. One says, I'm blessed, and the other just says, can't afford to. Watch this. This is a really cool portion of Scripture in 2 Chronicles chapter 31. This is what it says. It says, he ordered the people living in Jerusalem to give the portion due the priests and Levites so they could devote themselves to the law of the Lord. As soon as the order went out, the Israelites generously gave the first fruits of their grain, new wine, olive oil, and honey, and all that the fields produced. They brought a great amount. What's it say? They brought a tithe of everything. The people of Israel and Judah who lived in the towns of Judah also brought a tithe of their herds and the flocks and a tithe of the holy things dedicated to the Lord their God and piled them all up in heaps. So they, they bring a tithe of everything to the house of the Lord and they pile it up in, in great heaps. They praised the Lord and blessed his people Israel. I, I, I skipped, I think. Oh, they began doing this in the third month and finished in the seventh month. And there were two harvests during this time. When Hezekiah and his officials came and saw the heaps, they praised the Lord and blessed his people Israel. Hezekiah asked the priest and the Levites about the heaps. He says, what's up with the heaps? And Azra, the chief priest from the family of Zadok, answered, since the people began giving their contributions to the temple of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and plenty to share because the Lord has blessed his people in this great amount is left over. In other words, this is what happens. Hezekiah shows up and he sees heaps, heaps of goods, heaps of tithe. And Hezekiah essentially says, hey, are the people okay? 
Look at the heaps. He's thinking, the people must be broke. <laughs> Look at the heaps. And, and, the chief, and the chief priest says, oh, no, 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 no. The people are just fine, Hezekiah. Because the heaps you're seeing is just the tithe. Come here, turn around. Look, Hezekiah. That's what the people have. They're doing okay. And actually, ever since we, the people began to tithe, they've had plenty to eat and even some to share. We're doing okay. You see, 90% blessed is always better than 100% cursed. So tithing is a test. Tithing is biblical. And tithing is a blessing. So here's the question <clears throat> then. Well, who should tithe? Who should tithe? And where should you tithe? Uh, one, if you are a follower of Jesus, we tithe because he's transformed our lives. So when I, when I got saved, I knew I'm going to be a tither. It is my, it's a part of my response to being his follower. So who should tithe? A follower of Jesus should tithe. And, and to whom should you tithe? You should tithe to your local church. So you should not tithe to that televangelist that you see on TV that is telling you that if you send them a check, that, you, that your, your arthritis is going to disappear. Um, that you, the tithe belongs to your local church, full 10% of your income. And, so, so, and, and also, uh, if you're not tithing, and when people that aren't tithing says, Pastor, when should I start tithing and how much should I give? I would tell them, listen, you might not like my answer. I'm just telling you what the Bible says, and I'm just telling you, I believe in this principle so much, I'll put my life on it. And that is, I believe you should start tithing right now. And, and some say, well, what, can I start at like 3% and then grow it to 5, 7, 9, and then get to 10%? And maybe you have to. And maybe you have to. But I'm just telling you, for me, that's not my personality. I'm starting today, and I'm starting at 10%. Now, for, maybe for some of you, if you've had financial troubles, and you need to slowly grow your percentage giving, that, that's between you and the Lord. But I'm just telling you, I believe in this principle so much. That, that I, I'm like, what table am I going to eat from when that's mine? And so I would say, start tithing now. Start tithing 10%. Because God says, test me in this, he says. Test me. And I just, I trust him enough. And so, so I want to share with you, um, I, I, in this series, I have, I have two really big announcements to make about your church. And I'm going to give you one of them right now, and I'm going to give you the other one next week. The first big announcement I want to tell you is that uh, back in November, I went to our leadership team here at the church, our, our, uh, our, our board members, and I went to them and I said, God's laid something on my heart, and I, have, I don't know how to do it, but I feel like uh, we just have to say yes. And we were in the middle of writing 2023 budget uh, for, for a New Life Church. And, and I, I basically just had to call an audible and say, we're rewriting the budget, and we're just going to make it work. And it's starting, we've already started, as of January 1st, 2023, 
New Life Church is going to give 10% of, what, of the tithe and we're gonna give it to missions. And I said, I believe in the principle of the tithe so much that we are gonna give 10% as a church. So now when you give your tithe, 10% of your tithe, we're gonna give to, to missions. And we're making a decision. We're gonna live on 90% blessed. Now biblically, does a church need to do that? I don't think so. I just believe in the principle that much. Now, <laughs> is that a step of faith for us as a church? Absolutely. If you think it's hard to tithe with what you make, try tithing on all of what we have. It's not an easy decision. But when you believe in this, it's very easy. And so we are going to, we as a church, I'm not just as your pastor sitting up here saying, I believe you should tithe. I'm here as your pastor saying, I believe in the tithe. My family, we've been tithers ever since before I was married, I've been tithing. Also, join with us in this pursuit. Join with us as a church. New Life Church, we are giving 10% of our income and we're gonna give it to missions in 2023. Will you join with us in believing God in that kind of two-way test? That we would be generous and realize I'd rather have 90% blessed. Because after all, this is the table of the Lord. And if we can't live on that, <laughs> there's bigger problems. It could be greed or it could be mismanagement. But that's our decision in 2023. And I just, because we believe in the principle of tithing that much, and I'm just asking you, would you join us in believing God for greater things? He says, test me in this and see that I will not open up the, the, the floodgates of heaven and there will be plenty. And I'm like, Lord, we have a vision here at New Life. And the vision will only move at the speed of our generosity. And, and, and we need more. We, we, we have got vision to do more. And I'm like, how do we accelerate? How do we accelerate giving? We just decided we're going to accelerate giving by first accelerating our generosity. So that's the first big announcement as far as what we're, of how we're structuring New Life Church in the future. The second big announcement is next week, and it's something that we have been working on for months, praying over, and it is probably the most exciting announcement, the most exciting change in the three years that I've been here. I cannot wait to share it with you next week. So would you stand with me this morning? We're just going to close uh, just without song, and we're just going to close together. And, um, and actually, maybe you haven't noticed, but um, we, we haven't collected the offering yet. So the ushers are going to come now because I just thought it would just be so much sweeter to give after hearing what giving really is. That now is our moment. And, and a, like our worship service is always a worship service of thankfulness. When we praise God and we sing, we lift up our voice and we lift up with great thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. 
well, giving of the tithe is, is just an extension of that kind of worship. When we say, God, thank you for this. Thank you, because I'm blessed. And so, Lord, right now, we humble ourselves. You have given us so much. Some of us, you've given more, and some of us, you've given less. At the end of the day, I know I'm blessed. And if you gave me no more to my table, but I have you, I still know it's enough. And so, Lord, our giving is not religious anymore. Our giving, it's thankfulness out of relationship. And, Lord, we believe in the principle, and we don't give to get, but, Lord, as we give, we believe that lives will be changed. The lost will be found The lame will walk. People's lives will be transformed. People will be baptized in water and your Holy Spirit because we give. May our giving be multiplied in the changing of lives in the future ministry of your church. This is not our church. This is your church. And what we give, we know, belongs to you. So, Lord, bless us as we give in Jesus' name. Amen.